Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and you know, Casey, yeah. property taxes have been kind of a big deal this year. I've heard something about them. The people, I, some people talking about it. Yes, and uh, as we've talked about many times, the Republicans are doing basically nothing to help most people with the uh, property taxes. Mm-hmm. But somebody who does have an idea is State Representative Cherish Pryor. She's a Democrat, represents part of Indianapolis, and she joins us now to talk Talk about maybe some things we can do with property taxes. Cherish, how are you? I'm doing good this morning. How are you all doing? Well, we love having you here, and uh, we've said this many times. The Democrats will always come on our show and talk to us about ideas. The Republicans will not. So, congratulations. <laughs> so let's let's Thank talk. You. Let's talk about property taxes. You obviously we were talking before we went on the air. You represent part of 38th Street, all the way over to the Colts Complex. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Why are more people in the General Assembly? It doesn't seem like the Republicans for the most part are motivated on this issue it seems like they kind of went forced into even crafting any sort of legislation do you when you're walking around the state house do you hear about this from your colleagues and if not why don't you think more people are interested in it um no i I don't hear a lot about it um you know there are a couple of organizations um that have had their eye on uh, what we're going to see uh, in property tax bills when they start coming out, at least in Marion County, around April 3rd. Um, so there are a couple of people that have had their eye on it, but n- certainly um, not a lot of my colleagues are talking about it at all. Quite frankly, this is something that I have been talking about for probably 10 years are now, particularly in um, Center Township, in the areas where we have a lot of people moving in and the older people and some of the folks in the older homes um, are, have seen their property taxes sometimes triple and double. Um, yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point. And then I'm going to bring Casey in here. But you have a bill that would talk about protecting, you know, and, and Casey, I talk about this quite a bit, the, the senior citizens, some of the people on the fixed incomes, the lower the homes below $200,000, which I want to get into. Yes. But this is a big deal, right? Where you say, hey, somebody's lived in their home their whole life. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not monetizing the sale of the house. They're not making any money off of it. And they may be on a fixed or lower income, and yet their property taxes are triple or quadruple what they bought the home at. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, and it's it's just totally unfair. And for years, I've had a bill where locals, not the state would mandate, but locals would be able to decide on whether or not they would cap the increase in uh, property tax liability, so not incre- not uh, cap the AV because we don't want to touch the assessed value, but say that, you know what, you've lived in these homes for years, you fought to try to make sure that your uh, area has a development come in, and now that development is coming in and people are seeing that this is a nice place, a nice area, now all these people are wanting to come in and move in, and all of a sudden, you can't even afford to pay your property tax bill. And that just seems unfair to me that someone who has invested time and energy in their community and in their home are now being forced out of their home or having to make sacrifices on what they have to pay because they can't pay their property tax bill. Because and they just, were there first. They were there first. Mm-hmm. And it's just not fair. And so I have been... 
I have been talking about this for years. Um, the one thing that people, when I was talking about it, the one thing is, well, several things frustrated me, quite frankly. But one of the things that frustrated <laughs> me was when I heard people say, well, they should just sell their homes. Oh. Well, you know, you, they can get this windfall of money. They should just sell their home. Where are they going to go? Where they're going to go. have to pay it on the other end as well. They're going to have to pay it on the other mm-hmm. end. But even beyond that, why should I have to move from a community that I love and that I invested in because the property taxes are going up so much? Mm-hmm. That's just unfair. Um, and so I was hearing a lot about that. But now mm-hmm. um, that property taxes all over the place mm-hmm. are skyrocketing, <laughs> there's a new tune even from the people who were saying that to me because, yeah. you know, even my property taxes, um, the assessed value is going up $40,000 from last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Ch- Cherish Pryor is our guest. She's a state rep, uh, mm-hmm. Democrat state rep, represents part of Indianapolis. Casey. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that you haven't heard anybody, any of your colleagues mention any of this. Does that mean all parties, both sides? <sighs> It's, it's really been me <laughs> making a lot of hay about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this session, though, I will say that one of my colleagues, um, Representative Jeff Thompson, I have to say, mm-hmm. um, we do have a bill that's trying to help with some of the property tax um, increase. It, it doesn't go far enough. Uh, to me, it doesn't really address the long-term homeowners that mm-hmm. I was just talking about. So that has been uh, that is a problem for me. So and then on tomorrow, we do have another bill that came over from the Senate that attempts to uh, try to help um, homeowners. But it's kind of open up to everybody. Yeah. However, if 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 we have to get something to help that does something for everybody, if it's going to help those long term homeowners, I, I can support that uh, because my thing is those long term homeowners mm-hmm. who are seeing those drastic increases, those folks need to be helped. But so we do have a couple of things, uh, but I but quite frankly, if we had done something three or four or five years ago. Yeah. then we would be able to help people right now because the fact of the matter is their assessed value has gone up so much. And even with the triggers that we're going to put in place, if we pass something this year, Mm -hmm. that's again an if we pass something this year. (laughs) It's no guarantee, right? It's no guarantee. Um, Those people are still going to be paying a whole lot more than what they would have if if we had passed something four or five or six years ago. It won't take an effect for until probably next year anyway. Generally, it does not. So, you know, they're still going to be hit with that that massive bill. Cherish Pryor is our guest. She's a state representative, represents part of Indianapolis from 38th Street over to the Colts Complex on 56th Street. So this seems like you know, Republicans say they're the party of low taxes and limited government. This seems like it'd be in their wheelhouse. And yet, as as we've talked about, almost no Republican wants to lead on this. They don't want to do big things like you have proposed. It would protect the, the elderly, the fixed income people. Why do, why do you think so few people want to, you know, lean into this topic like you have? Um, I, I don't think that people really saw um, the need um, I don't think that uh, some legislators thought that it was real. Um, 
and it probably had an effect their community. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I work for the Marion County Treasurer's Office and Auditor's Office, so I property taxes is kind of my wheelhouse, and I have a pretty good um, grasp and understanding of it. So as I was seeing the numbers and the data and hearing from the, the people um, or just seeing um, the people in the community, um, I knew that it was a problem, but oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, people don't see that there is a problem until it happens to them or in their district or in their community. Mm-hmm. But now I think that we are having this, the property tax situation is kind of escalating all over the place. For everybody. For it, everybody. It, it's not until everybody's affected that they mm-hmm. start paying attention. Yeah. Chair Spryer's with us. I wanted to ask you specifically about House Bill 1501 and 1499. Now, can you talk to us a little bit about these and what we're trying to accomplish. So if you, you're referring to my bill? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my bill, um, that's the bill that I've been working on for years. What the bill does is um, it is for the longtime homeowners. Um, and what it says is if you've lived in your home as your homestead, so I think it's important to, to, to make this distinction, distinction. This is for homestead owners. So if this is, if you have a second home or, or you know, a rental property, this doesn't apply to you. But if this is your has been your homestead for 10 years, then and um, you your assessed value is two hundred thousand dollars or less Mm -hmm. and your local area designates your areas as a neighborhood enhancement district. Your property taxes will not increase by more than five percent from the prior year. So it caps the increase. And when if you move or if you sell your home, that new person that comes in. They start. They pay the full amount of the property tax bill. They don't get that neighborhood enhancement district deduction because they haven't lived in that home as their homestead for ten years. It really is. So it starts back over. The base starts over again. It it really is designed, as we talked about. It's one bill. It's one example of what we've kind of talked about, Casey, which is the Mm -hmm. people who have lived in their houses forever should should not be punished. Right. Yeah. Should not not be punished, and they're still paying more because I I do believe that you still need to pay more Mm -hmm. because everything is 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 costs are going up, but you shouldn't pay that drastic increase and for a lot of big people it's drastic increases is there a reason that you picked 10 years um it just seems like a long enough time to mm-hmm. show that the person had been invested in their community yeah um you know i could have gone a little bit longer or you know i don't think the the shorter time would have worked because the ideas for the long-time homeowners and i don't want to people who have been who had moved in the community um and who have pushed those assessed values up they're not the people who uh, who should get that benefit. Uh, Cherish Pryor, state representative, before we let you go, what, what should people be doing? Because it seems like our audience is very fired up about this. We get all sorts of emails, phone calls, but it just doesn't seem like your colleagues down at the state house care about this certainly to the level you do what should people be doing to try to make some change a a couple of things i would say that they need to call their legislators in the house and senate and tell them um that they want them to support uh, house bill 1499 which is another bill um that i am on and that bill is uh by representative uh, jeff thompson that's going to cap the um or lower the 1% cap to a 0.95 and a 0.97% in one, uh, for next year and the year after next, but it's temporary. So that's a temporary uh, fix. So to support that bill. And then also um, tomorrow uh, we're hearing House uh, Senate Bill 
46 with uh, Jeff Sandlin or Jack Salen is sponsoring, um, tell them to support that bill as well. So those, particularly the one tomorrow, will focus in on those long-term homeowners. Thank you for coming in and talking to us. The Republicans will absolutely not talk about this issue, and we really appreciate you uh, being willing to do that. Mm -hmm. No problem. You know, property taxes, that's my thing. So whenever you want to talk about it. That's great. We love it. The last thing is I would tell people, you know, um, we don't do this enough, I I think. Um, I would say that for people... If you're having a difficult time paying your property taxes, to make sure you contact the treasurer's office and get on a property tax payment plan. So one thing I want to leave people with is a way to get help. Um, So try to get on that long-term payment plan. Make sure that you have your deductions. Also, if you're over 65, make sure you get that over 65 deduction because that is the the over 65 deduction is going to save you more money than any of the bills that we're proposing. Wow. Thank you, Church Pryor. We appreciate you. Thank you. You all have a good day. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. you come from a land down under? 22 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You know, James Comer and Chuck Grassley, they've been investigating the Bidens for a while now. And what is it that you always say, Rob? It's the likely accidental act of journalism. Random, confused, likely accidental. Okay, well, that's what we have coming from CNN this morning. Uh, They say that uh, it looks like that they may have lost their way. They say that the books on Biden don't look good. On a certain level, just as a layperson, you hear this, and it doesn't sound good. Uh, there's a guy whose name is uh, John Robinson Walker. He gets $3 million from a Chinese-based company and proceeds to wire it out to a bunch of people named Biden, one of whom is Hunter Biden. Another one is a company that belongs to the president's brother, James Biden, and another amount of money to Bo Biden's uh, widow, Hallie. So, again, from a layperson, that doesn't look good. CNN definitely singing a different tune year ago they would have never said that well it's so obvious who these people are it's so obvious what joe biden is it's so obvious what hunter biden is it's so obvious what joe biden's brother is now it looks like the other son's widow Mm -hmm. may be involved now there's rumors that the other biden may have been jill by i mean look you are very rarely in society do you have absolutely zero skill sets whatsoever and become infinitely wealthy Mm -hmm. they were influence peddlers it's so it's so obvious what that family has has been for a very long time Mm -hmm. also trending this morning dollar tree they say they're going to stop selling eggs because they're too expensive oh you mean like eggs that people eat yeah in the in the dairy hey question yeah how long can you keep an egg after the best if used by date (laughs) Depends. Is it still raw or have you hard boiled it? No, no, no. It's like an egg in a carton. <laughs> okay. And I have a couple eggs left in a carton that I saw it said best if used by March 13th. But I thought I probably Ooh. have like $9 worth of eggs sitting here. Yeah. So how long can you go and still not get some sort of, like, I don't mind a minor ailment of some sort uh-huh. I'm but just, you don't want to be throwing up for days let's see if it says here on the <laughs> how long can you go i think a week maybe two 
How long? You're probably right there. You better use it, those eggs. Because my wife said no, and I was going to eat it. And she's like, you shouldn't do that. I thought, really? Well, you bought these eggs. Well, she cares about You're you. the one who didn't Definitely use Definitely don't eggs. let her eat them because she's the one with How the baby right now. How long can an egg go past <laughs> expiration date? Let's see what it says. Are you ready? Yeah. Four to five weeks? There, you're in the safe zone. Oh, I'm totally fine. Don't let her eat them, though. Okay? The carton's Julian date. That's Oh, that's the date the eggs were packed. That's not the best if used by. This is of no help. Anyway, go on. Also trending, the Ringling Brothers. Ring, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus has been reimagined. It's being reborn, this time without animals. They're still going to have high wire tricks and the trapeze artists and bicycles leaping off of trampolines. Just no animals in the circus. And finally, the James Beard Awards. They recently released their winners for the 23 America Classic award. These are awards for restaurants. And in the great state of Indiana, one restaurant won the prestigious national award for its fried chicken. Oh. Which restaurant was that? Wagner's Village Inn in Oldenburg, Indiana. Oldenburg? Oldenburg. Where the hell is Oldenburg? Is located in eastern Indiana near I-74, not uh, too far from Cincinnati. Okay. So if it's you a, want some fried chicken, go to Wagner's Village Inn. You've probably been to Oldenburg, Village haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's a nice little historic I uh, knew German it. town. I knew it. Oh, yeah, it's German. The I knew it. The street signs are in German, and uh-huh. the police cars are, uh, it says Polizei on them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you had the fried chicken there from Wagner's Village Inn? No, but I had very good schnitzel. You know why I love Kev? Because Kev's an old soul. Kev's 27, and you'll ask Kev, hey, have you been to this local hotspot where all the young chicks are hanging out? Nope, never heard of it. Kev, have you been to Oldenburg? Oh, yeah, I take a tour there every year. It's got great schnitzel. Great schnitzel there. I I should have been born in Oldenburg in the 1880s. You could have been the mayor of Oldenburg, Kev. I would have thrived. Still can, actually. There's plenty of time. 26 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you want to get into this Trump thing? Yes, real quick. Okay, so Melania Trump apparently spent several nights in a D.C. hotel to keep away from the White House when news broke of the alleged, are we calling it an affair, the alleged? I don't know, is six minutes count as an affair? (laughs) Is that what it was? Is there a time limit? I think she said it was less than that. The alleged affair between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. So she left, she bolted. Rather than have him spend the night on the couch, she went to some posh D.C. hotel. Yeah, because it wasn't the thing that when the alleged indiscretion took place, Mm -hmm. she had just given birth Mm -hmm. to Baron Trump. Who I believe is, today's his birthday. Is it today? Isn't he 17, 18? Very tall. He's very tall. He sprouted up. Yeah. I guess he has no athletic ability because I've heard nothing about him playing basketball. Well, Donald Trump is very tall, as I, well, and I, so I, is Melania. I so. stood right next to Donald Trump. I Yes, he's a very tall human being. Makes sense. Donald Trump takes up a lot of space. You know, some people could be tall and they, they don't seem big to mm-hmm. you. He's a big person. Yeah, definitely sticks out in a crowd. He, he, would, he would dwarf a lot of people. It would be like oh, yeah. uh, George H. Bush and Dukakis when they debated. They had to put Dukakis up on a little step stool so yeah. they didn't seem so short. Uh, unless you're very alpha like me, it'd be very mm-hmm. intimidating to be around Donald Trump. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, apparently Donald Trump was afraid that Melania was going to dump him. Yeah. Well, and he probably should have been. She did for a few hours. The, okay, here's the thing, though. 
it, I always thought this was like being married to Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you've ever seen the show The Sopranos, yeah. the spo- spoiler alert, the show's been off the air for 16 years. They can probably do it now. You know, the wife, throughout the course of the show... Has to tolerate a lot of nonsense. Exactly. And Bada she, bing. And she then does her own nonsense and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Bada yeah. bing. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. You know what you're getting in for. <laughs> did she? There's no way... Was that way explained Milani- when they got married that he was in the mob? Mal- <laughs> she knew she stayed with okay. it what she was in for. My point on this is, Casey, yeah. when you marry Donald Trump, right. you knew what you signed up for, so you mm-hmm. shouldn't probably act overly surprised that he did the exact thing that, he that he'd always wand- been doing. Yes. That he had a wandering eye. Yeah. It doesn't make it okay. I'm just saying you should not be like, I am so offended that you did this. I'm so shocked. Donald mm-hmm. Trump had many women at his disposal. There are a lot of companies right now that are laying off workers, and we're going to get into that coming up from 93 WIBC. It is 1134. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, Biden signed into law something that could shed some light on the links between the coronavirus pandemic and also the Wuhan lab in China. He finally signed it? He finally signed it. Didn't sit on his desk for like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's going to require all U.S. intelligence-related officers uh, to release and declassify any information about the origins of COVID, and they have to do that within 90 days for to uh, I'm still confused why he took so long to sign this. Mm-hmm. I mean they knew it was coming. Yeah. It was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And then he just let it sit there mm-hmm. like again not to be Biden here but no joke man. Like two weeks he let it sit there before he finally Well not only that but there was a while that Karine Jean-Pierre Karine Jean-Pierre Yeah. The White House press secretary she was asked is he going to sign it? Is he going to sign it? And she was like oh, I don't know. What possible, unless you were just attempting to cover up that this thing was created in a lab, Mm -hmm. as we now know it was, Mm -hmm. why would you delay that at all? And why wouldn't you want every bit of transparency to be out there, every piece of documentation possible Mm -hmm. to be out there? You silly Rob. So the American people can see. You're being funny now. How did this happen? So maybe we can avoid it happening again. You just said you want the Biden administration to be transparent. You're silly. Dude, we've got to become buddies with this Jefferson Shreve guy. He's on TV now, too. Like, he probably has memberships at really nice places we can't get into. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the guy who's running for mayor. Yeah, you need to reach out to him because it, we all know how it'll go if I do it. Okay, I'll, I'll pull him up on Twitter. Do you think he's on Twitter? He probably. better be on Twitter. Yeah, he's got a Twitter account. I'll pull him up on Twitter. Should I slip into his DMs? You absolutely should, right away. <laughs> uh, right away. There's no way he's not sure. responding to you if you get into his sure. DMs. I didn't mean to derail this conversation. I just thought he's on TV again. Like, he is... Uh, He's spending $600,000. Yeah, we need more friends like that. Why do we have friends like Kevin? We need friends like Jefferson Shreve. Kevin knows where the best place is to get schnitzel. <laughs> in old, Olden in Town? In southern Indiana. Is it Olden Town? Is that uh, where it was? It's Oldenburg. <laughs> yeah, you can be rich in culture if you're friends with me. Hey, uh, speaking of Biden mm-hmm. and uh, being ridiculous, he did another uh, What in the World is Biden saying yesterday. Oh, right. He did. Yeah. He was, what was he talking about? Persian culture yes. or something? <laughs> it was, uh, it's another round of I'm so embarrassed that this is my president. <laughs> what was he saying? This could go and Biden madness for next year you never know do we have that audio kevin yep okay let's hear it you know the persian culture is amazing as a student of the persian culture 
Not a practitioner, but a student. What does, what does that mean? <laughs> Can we just play that again? Because he's it's a, all great. He's a it's amazing. Student. It's amazing, Casey. Mm-hmm. You know, the Persian culture <laughs> is amazing. As a student of the Persian culture, not a practitioner, but a student. <laughs> what is he learning? I have no idea. He's I have no a, idea what that is. He's a man that of so many cultures. It's he, awesome. He's Irish. He's Puerto Rican. He claims to be black half the time. Uh, by the way, completely switching back to Jefferson Shreve. Yes. The, so, our rich, soon-to-be friend. <laughs> who's running for mayor yes. of Indianapolis. We love you, Abdul, but you don't have near the money this guy does. He has three Twitter accounts. <laughs> And the one that I believe is the mayor account, Shreve for Indiana, Uh I would assume that's the mayor account, that one's locked. So I hit the follow button and now it's pending. Like I have to be approved. No, there's no way he has three Twitter accounts. There's no way. There's got to be another Shreve. No. Are you sure? It's his picture. Oh, maybe somebody lifted his photo. Or maybe he's got a troll account. Okay, so one (laughs) says he's the founder of Storage Express. Yeah, I saw that one. That one. He's got recent. Just follow him all, Casey. Follow him all. He's got $590 million, Casey. And now there's another one that has zero followers (laughs) and he's following zero. Don't take any chances. Just keep adding all of them. (laughs) And you okay. do look, Casey. Remember in Forrest Gump when the the guy that's the principal or whatever comes out and goes, "Your mama sure does care about your education." Uh-huh. I, that's what that's I That's us in the show. I sure do care about the show. But now it says that he has one follower, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there on an island, all on my own. Well, I hope uh, you know he'll he'll approve the pending follow. Boy, you have to be special, huh? Hey, uh, can I? Well, whatever you got to be. You be it. I'm going to do it. I'll do it for, for you, the show, You know, Bob. he may want to come to the mentoring session with me and Kev. <laughs> I guarantee he picks up the tab. I was going to say, you may want him to go. <laughs> hey, real quick. Mm-hmm. I did want to tell you, I watched this last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was- What did you watch? Well, it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is a. Uh, it is called MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. Oh. And it is about that Malaysian plane- that in, I think, 2013 just mm-hmm. disappeared. It was the 777 okay. plane that was flying across the Indian Ocean, and they've never found it. All, there were hundreds of people on it. Bermuda Triangle? And it, just no, not the Bermuda Triangle. It was in the Indian Ocean by mm-hmm. Australia. And this was, don't you remember this? This was No, I, I remember what yeah, you're talking about. It was like just the biggest story ever. There was a, Netflix has a whole new, I think it's a three-part documentary out what's on this it called? thing. It's called MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. Okay. Now, it has got a bunch of people in it that are totally full of crap, <laughs> and uh, you have to you very quickly pick up on some of these people are totally just ridiculous. But there is a whole lot of very interesting information, and there are some people who actually have plausible, interesting theories as to what happened with this plane, and it ranges from everything from. The pilot went into business for himself and did a murder-suicide oh, wow. to the Russians oh. were involved in it to, of course, the American government was involved mm-hmm. in on it. So a, an incredibly tragic event. I mean, obviously, all these people are, are gone and passed away. The plane has never been found. Parts of the plane have been found now. But if you're looking to kill a couple of hours of your day at some point, mm-hmm. that Watch is this something one. very How long looking. was it? Multiple parts? Yeah, three parts. Three parts? I think it was three parts. Hour long each? Yeah, probably about right. Okay, you got through that in yeah. one sitting. Yeah. Okay, uh, I wanted to go back quickly yes. to Joe Biden signing the declassification oh, okay, we're back there. of all of the COVID yes. origin Sorry. stuff. Yes. He, uh, he claimed that there would be national security risks 
if it got out too soon before it was ready. That's why. You had asked earlier. And also, uh, don't know if you heard about this, Amazon has come out and they have said they're going to lay off 9,000 employees in the next coming weeks. Disney has also come out and said that they're laying off 4,000 employees. They just laid off 7,000. They're getting ready to lay off 4,000 more. I thought the economy was doing great. And there was this article in the Wall Street Journal. Which you're too cheap to pay for. Right. And it said that 27% of hiring managers reported job postings stayed up for more than four months. And over half of these managers said that they keep up the job opening, the post. to give out the impression that the company was growing. It's amazing you said that because I just had a conversation with a buddy of mine who's been in radio for years the other day, Mm -hmm. and he was commenting on how many radio jobs are supposedly available. And we were saying there's no way there's that many radio jobs actually available. And he's like, these companies have to be just, maybe some of them just leaving them up. Right. It's for the stockholders. Oh! And the stakeholders. Interesting. Not for the actual people who want to be gainfully employed. All right, coming up, who are we interviewing? Oh, boy, Justin Hobbs, an old high school friend of Rob's. Yes! He gave me some dirt when you weren't around on you. There's a secret drinking society, Casey, and our (laughs) listeners are going to love this. All right, we're going to talk to him next. From 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, yeah. Did you know? There is a super secret society mm-hmm. in which being a member of the society, you sit around and you drink high-end alcohol. Oh, is there a secret handshake? <laughs> Special door knock to get through? And then after you uh, drink the high-end alcohol, you take proceeds and you raise money for the community and then you do good things for the community. Okay. It's called the Brownsburg Bourbon Society, and this should totally be in Tony Katz's wheelhouse, but we're going to steal one from him on this one because mm-hmm. they've got a big event coming up that everybody should be a part of. But I want to learn about what it's like to be in a bourbon society because <laughs> that sounds like a place I would never be allowed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So Justin Hobbs joins us from the Brownsburg Bourbon Society. Hobbs, did I get this right that that's what you guys do? You sit around and you drink high-end alcohol and then you do good things for the community? I couldn't have summed it up any better myself. <laughs> what What is a bourbon society well so uh, back during the pandemic uh there were like six of us guys that kind of got together and we still wanted to meet and we're like hey let's uh bring your best bourbon or whatever mm-hmm. uh so we actually they came over to my house a couple times and uh the wife, i've been to hobbs house it's a sprawling mansion in the greater brownsburg area <laughs> so it's quite the treat so he's got some real high oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh the wife was like okay i'll do some charcuterie boards for you boys. <laughs> and uh, and so we brought over some bourbon, and we did it a couple months. And then one of the guys is like, you know what? Let's let's make this a little philanthropic. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, okay. So one thing led to another. And uh, so in 21, we decided, hey, let's call ourselves the Brownsburg Bourbon Society. How do you get in? How Do you do you guys accept members? Is there yeah. a secret handshake? What you, do you just do to have to a bring a, a bottle of, uh, <laughs> of Van Winkle in, there is, there and is, then you're good. Yeah, yeah. One bottle of Van Winkle. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
and then a hundred dollars a year. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But the the Van Winkle needs to go to me. Yeah. Right. right. Um, uh, for those of you playing at home, Van Winkle vodka or bourbon can go up to fifty thousand dollars no a bottle. No way. Yeah. Ridiculous. It is the world's most expensive bourbon. Yes. So what, what? Like, how often do you meet? What do you do? Well, we try to have something uh, to do once a month. Um, last month we went out to um, Old Fifty Five in Newtown, Indiana. It's a distillery. Uh huh. This guy, his name's Jason Fruits. Dude is uh, a BA in the Bourbon Society. Oh yeah. Or not in the in the yeah in the Bourbon Society. Um, he is. Um, it's for like we, a handshake. Yeah. It's like a like a like the Van Buren boys on Seinfeld. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, we went out there last month. Did a uh, did a couple. Barrel picks with them. Uh, we did that. You did last, a what? A barrel pick. What so, in the world is that? Okay, so they uh, obviously all the bourbon is um, it's aged in barrels. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we go out there and he pulls some barrels that he's been aging for over four years. Oh, and wow, um, he thieves from it. He, he what? Thieve? Now, Thieving? Pretend, Stealing? Justin, pretend... It's just the angel's share. Pretend yeah. I, I just drink Long Island's from Kilroy's. To educate me. What is a thieving? What is that? Well, thieving, I mean, essentially thieving, stealing, stealing yeah. from the barrel. Oh, so, I see. So he has this little uh, contraption that he uh, sticks down in the barrel, gets a little bit of bourbon out, and... Uh, uh, passes around to the guys that were there, Love and this. oh, not guys, guys and girls. Uh, you got women in the club. Yeah, we do. Oh, we it's do. by it's uh, it's a. Uh, you don't just have to be dudes. Correct. Correct. Casey, mm-hmm. this could be a new thing for you. They let everybody in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, how many people we got in the Brownsburg Bourbon Society? Now? I think we're maybe around that thirty-nine to forty-five That's mark. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not bad. We uh, we were wanting to cap it around fifty when we first started out, but um, things have been rolling. Some minds have been. Uh, Helping us out with some certain things, so I think uh, that 50, 50 cap is kind of uh, expanded, maybe a little bit higher. Justin Hobbs is our guest. He's with the Brownsburg Bourbon Society. They have a big fundraiser uh, charity event coming up. We'll talk about in just a second. How do you? Uh, is there a website? How do you get in? Is there an application process? What do you yeah, do to get in a bourbon society? It is extremely easy to join us. It's brownsburgbourbon.org. And you don't have to live in Brownsburg. Not absolutely not. Absolutely not. I know some people will be like, "Hey, if you did Westside Bourbon Society," I'm like, "Hey." We established ourselves as the Brownsburg yeah. Bourbon Society, mm-hmm. but hey, we're, you're more than welcome to join us. It's one of the few decent things going on in Brownsburg these days. Let's not take the name out of it. Okay, <laughs> so you guys do a big philanthropic component to this. You got a, a big event coming up, and you talked to Katz about it, and he totally big-timed you, and because I am Mr. Brownsburg, I would never big-time you. Uh, what is it? Tell us. So we got, uh, on June 24th, uh, we have the Rusty Nail Golf Outing. Um, it's at West Chase Golf Rusty Club. Rusty Nail. Rusty Nail. Why yes. is it called the Rusty Nail Golf Outing? Well, it's actually after um, the guy that uh, had the land that actually sold oh, yeah. in 1993 yeah. to uh, establish West Chase Golf Club. Okay. All right. right. Russ Holloway. Yes. um, Passed away in uh, 2012. Or 2012. 2012. 2012. There you go. Very good. And um, so, but actually, this has been going on well before, I mean, when he was alive and everything. He started it before West Chase was even around back in 1988. Wow. What to do? What what are we raising money for? Uh, We're raising money. Uh, He passed away due to cancer, so we're raising money for American Cancer Society. Oh, that's that's great. uh, That's what his wife has been doing. Mm -hmm. and. 
And uh, so we're like, you know what? We uh, we knew Miss Holloway, and so we approached her and said, "Hey, let's take this and build it even more." Mm-hmm. So um, it took her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just it, and I can vouch for Justin. We grew up together. He's not scheming or scamming. This will go to where he says it's going to uh, go to. So what do we get? The Brownsburg Bourbon Society's uh, being a part of this golf outing. T- tell us what what is going on. It'll probably be more than just golf, right? It's got to be some bourbon's got to be involved in this somehow. Oh yeah, we. I mean, we're sitting here um, at the end of March, and uh, we already have. Th- three uh, distilleries that have reached out to us. We haven't made a real hard push yet, but we've already had three distilleries reach out to us and say, hey, we want to set up on a hole. That's great. Casey and I should just samples. drive around on a golf cart for you and throw bourbon at people. We'd right. be really good at that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to play. <laughs> throw bourbon. <laughs> I don't know about throwing anything. I hear tell that there was a Brownsburg baseball game your freshman year. Oh, yeah. They had a perfect season yeah, until your era. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the, and this, the, you know, this was a good uh, thing <laughs> for me in life, Casey, because it's just like in politics. All the great things I did for people and all people remember are the things the they don't like. Thing. All the hits I got, all the uh-huh. things I did for the team, just yeah. the one bad play and yeah. nobody ever let you well, let you forget it. Uh, I hear that that one bad play ruined the entire Well, that's season. why I'm a miserable person today, Casey. Thank you. Now you understand it all. Uh, Justin Hobbs, our guest with the Brownsburg Bourbon Society. couple minutes left here with you guys. Why is uh, philanthropy a big part of what you guys do? I think that's awesome. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's something to kind of... Uh, kind of establish ourselves i yeah. mean not just to make things as a bunch of drunks drinking bourbon mm-hmm. um, you fit right in here buddy have you, have you heard hammer and nigel uh, yes i have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they, they they just wanted the bourbons they had nothing they didn't want anything to do with philanthropy mm-hmm. but uh it's something that uh we feel like we need to give back to the community community because they've been so good to us and also um kind of helps us get our foot in the door to some other distilleries maybe get some different bourbon uh, barrel tastings mm-hmm. and uh, I just we just want to grow I mean and we want everybody to be involved we don't want thousand members and and do something like twice a year we want to do something every month get everybody involved Great. as much as they can and and then uh, and then just all right so people want info either on the golf outing which is great that'll be fun raise money for good cause or just the bourbon society in general because I think you're gonna get a lot of people that are gonna hear this and go opportunity to sit around and drink bourbon sign me up for for that, how can mm-hmm. they do it? Uh, we'll go to brownsburgbourbon.org to learn more about Brownsburg Bourbon Society. And if you want to go learn more about our outing uh, coming up on the 24th of June, go to rustynailgolf.com. Justin Hobbs, that ball was in the lights, Hobbs. It was really hard to see. <laughs> 4.30 in the afternoon, Rob. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Take care. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Casey. Yeah? Important question. What? Very important question. What? Think very long and hard before you answer. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. How would you feel if you lost out on $111,000 in retirement income? Remorseful. Remorseful. Boy, that's a nice way of putting it. And get this, 96% of Americans lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income, and it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. You know us. We're Kendall and Casey. You can learn how to avoid this. With a free social security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy. We trust Bill Demery so much that we're now clients of Bill Demery. And if you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for social security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317 932 9912. Bill does all the heavy lifting and won't charge you a dime for it. Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912.